because you don't swear. That's mm. why. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. That's why. <laughs> it's because you don't it's because you don't swear. But then when I do swear, it's really funny. Like people are like, What? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. They as soon know. as you swear, like all bets are off. I know that you're probably working for a cartel at that point. And <laughs> you're, probably, <laughs> you're probably, you know, selling animals on the black market. Yes. Yeah. Stop like, it. No, it depends on who I'm with. Like one of my girlfriends swears a lot. So I sometimes swear with her. And like, so she probably doesn't realize that like I never swear. But like when you're around someone and they're swearing, like sometimes it just comes out. But yes, I don't really swear. Sometimes it just comes out. Even when I'm like saying like what other people said, I don't like to like say the. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to quote. Yeah, I still don't even. You can't like even quote. do it if you have to quote somebody. No, I can. Of course I can. But I'll still sometimes be like, yeah. And then and then he was like that effing whatever. <laughs> you do. I know. <laughs> Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. I wanted to talk about write drunk, edit sober. Oh. Because I love that. Oh, but see, I, like you don't know what it's like to be drunk because you don't swear. So I'm not sure if we can talk about that. What does that have? What is swearing? That's what I meant. No, what I said about, never mind. You don't do anything like hedonistic at all. No, right? (laughs) And it's sober. You know where where that quote supposedly came from? No. Oh, you don't? No. I don't don't think it's true. Um, I think I've looked it up before. Is that people said that it was Ernest Hemingway that said that, right? Drunk, edit sober. Ah, yeah, but Ernest Hemingway was not like that. And I, well, he was a drinker, like for sure. He liked to drink, but he wasn't a right drunk kind of guy. The closest, the closest writer I know that was the, um, I mean, he, he, he understood the creative process, I think, and understood like drafting. And that's why I think we'll talk about it probably. Yeah, the right drunk and it's sober. But he, the, uh, the writer I know that, that really got into the draft, like just continually like try, try again was Jack Kerouac. So Kerouac would write, he would, so he wrote on the road on a scroll uh, because it was on a typewriter so that he didn't have to take a sheet of paper out. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Sheets of paper taped together. So just keep going. And they were just kind of like, like circle through and he would keep writing. You can buy a copy of the original scroll. Like it's not a scroll, it's a book, but of the original type scroll copy of On the Road. And his whole thing um, was that you just, you kept drafting it, but then you didn't clean up the draft. You just, you drafted and then you started over. He would write things and then burn them and then write it again. To try to make it better the second time, again and again and again, Uh, which is, yeah, which is crazy pants. Uh, Because you need yourself, like, the idea, I want to know what you think about this, but for me, the idea of the right drunk and it's sober is that it gives you, it gives you a way to plagiarize yourself. Um, Because as soon as something's down on paper, you can steal it. It's yours. Like it does. It's not like a, 
oh, I'm copying this from Kate. It's uh, nope, that came out of me. Like even yep. if it's even if it stinks, or even if it's brilliant, or even if it's whatever, it's like there it is. <laughs> like like I gave birth to blah, and now I can use it <laughs> for other things. Uh, and that's always been the case. Well, what like I've got a lot like talk about with this, but what what um, I'll I'll. Yeah, I'll totally get all monologue-y. What What's been your experience with this? Monologue-y. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll get also, all monologue on it. Also something you don't understand if you don't swear. Monologue-y. Monologue-y. Yeah. Well, I, I love this idea because, well, I think every writer that I've ever listened to or read about their process, it's they always mention something about you have to get it out, right? Mm-hmm. So like when I read Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, which was a recommendation from you years ago that I finally just recently read and just loved it so much, I'm absolutely going to read it again. Mm-hmm. And how she talks so much about <clears throat> getting it out. And then, of course, we both love Anne Hanley, and she, in her book, she, everybody writes, she talks about this concept. And then when I decided to write a book, I actually joined a book course and group. So shout out to Tucker Max and Scribe, and it's called Scribe. And we do this, what, what they call is the vomit draft. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like you vomit. He's like, they basically say, Nobody cares what they look like when they're vomiting, right? Like, and that's how you have to do your writing. It's like, it's not for anyone. It's literally, isn't that good? Yeah, that's, 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 that's amazing. Yeah. And then when you, when you sit down and write, it's just, it gives, you're giving yourself permission for it to just suck for it to be Mm -hmm. bad for it to. And so it's been, it's really such a wonderful process because I think a lot of people are just in this phase of you, at least for me, like I want to sit down and I write, I want to write a masterpiece. Like I want to write something that's like meaningful and beautiful and wonderful. And, and that just doesn't happen right away. And not only does it not happen right away, but you have, this is another thing that all these writers say, you have to write every day, right? Like the best writers, they write every single day. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I think I love your work so much because I know how much work you put into your writing and how often you write and the the words that come out are just so beautiful and and like ironic and different and thought provoking and so I'm always like how does he come up with this stuff <laughs> and but I feel like it's just because you've been doing it for so long and it's all those feelings and emotions that you're able to get out on the page so well it comes out it comes out crazy and, it does and then come you, out crazy. And then you have to take whatever comes out crazy. You know, I was at a, um, I started, I started teaching at a, a, a recovery center last week. So it was one of the first classes. I was there teaching at a recovery center, and when we got there, uh, you know, we talked a lot. We did some opening stuff. We talked about you know, you know, labeling emotions and trying to feel what you are or whatever. And then I. I, I wrote up on the on the board. There was some rules, and one of the rules was that grammar doesn't matter. And the other rule was spelling doesn't matter. And the last rule was you don't ever have to share anything that you write mm. 
in this in this in this workshop in this group and then we proceeded to do a lot of uh do a lot of time constraint writing so it's you've got five minutes i want at least 10 to 10 sentences that begin with this exact phrase so the phrase the phrase that we worked with was my name is whatever so my name is Sean and so I'd write my name is Sean and I'm a guy. My name is Sean and I ate three burritos fresca style from Taco Bell today at 1 PM. My name is Sean and you know, I, I really like Xanadu and can watch it over and over again. So we were writing out, or my name is Sean or more serious. My name is Sean and uh, I'm afraid that I'm going to be alone. My name is Sean and mm. um, I don't sleep as much as I want to. And so um, or my name is Sean and I'm from Idaho or I like pancakes or whatever. So we get all those and we have a time constraint to get that out. And after giving them all just a few examples, just, I mean, like the same examples I just gave that I just gave you after giving them the examples, they then wrote all that together. And then we took that list and most of the time they had, you know, 15 different sentences. And I said, okay, now you're going to take that and you're going to create one compound sentence um, using three of the things that you said you are, and you're going to use three things that you you don't automatically think should go together. So you'll have some, so it'll say like, my name is Sean. I'm from Idaho Falls, Idaho. I love pancakes and I'm afraid I'll be alone forever. Right. That, <laughs> that becomes, those become the three things. And that gives somebody a really interesting picture or a way of thinking about things. But it's, it's, it's because you were able to, you know, the right drunk. It was able to, you were able to get this mess out and then go back through the mess, like comb through it and say, oh, that's interesting. Like I can put those together. That's what we said at the beginning of the class. I'm like, if I can get you to write one sentence or just two ideas that go together that you never would have thought go together, that'll be really interesting. So, cause you have a lot of people with a lot of trauma in there. And when one of them says, you know, like mine, like, my name is Susan. Like I, I'm, you know, I love stretchy pants and I wish I didn't have to, you know, um, apologize to my friends and um, uh, I'm always looking for tacos, right. Or whatever it is. And it's fun to see them kind of come up within those structures, but that's because, well, like the, like the, the vomit draft or that idea is that that always has to get out. And that's why I, really appreciate and it took a while for me to believe this because I the a lot of the things I ended up doing probably I, I we've talked about this before a lot of the things that, that we consider our strengths uh we ended up doing because we were naturally good at them so people are like oh Sean's Sean you're good at this and I'm like great I'll keep doing that because it takes me no work whatsoever to do that <laughs> thing <laughs> like I'm, I'm lazy but if you'll pay me to do that or you think I'm great when I do that and so a lot of like a lot of theater, a lot of acting, a lot of that kind of, I mean, I got better and better at it, but it was easy to get better and better at writing. Writing's not like that. Like it fortifies me when I do it, but it's a, but it's a craft and yeah. art is a craft and you, you have to do it. And I would say writing, drawing is easier for me. Performing is easier for me. Um, almost any kind of art is easier for me than writing. Writing is always like wrestling a bear like it's always like or you know even a bear like you think you could probably negotiate or bribe it's like <laughs> wrestling it's like wrestling a, wa a washing machine that you can't turn off you just got like that inside like little scrub thing you're like 
holding on to it and trying to get it to slow down. Like it's always, it's always like a craft. And so if you know that, or if I remind myself of that, then I have to, like, the only way you can do it is to, is to jump in. Cause it's yeah. always, it's, it's always going to be a little stinky no matter what, uh, a little <laughs> or what. Yeah. I love that. It's, and it's true. It's, it, I feel like it's something that people feel drawn to do. And that's what, you know, that's what makes them sit down and start and like actually get started because they want, like, they want that end result, right? It's like, we put ourselves through the torture because we know, like, we believe that we can create something wonderful, beautiful somewhere, somehow. <laughs> somewhere, somehow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like obtainable, but it's who knows. And that's one thing that I had to kind of get my head around. It was my friend, uh, one of my, oh, my friend Kyle, he was so sweet because he said, I, you know, I was just like so focused on if I write this book, like I want to write a really great book. And he was like, well, write the book. You can write another book, right? Like how many authors do you know that like they would, their first book was horrible or, and this goes into anybody's projects, like anything creative, right? Like one of my girlfriends has an incredible podcast over 20 million downloads. And we were chatting the other day and uh, laughing because we were talking about just the creative process of anything, not just writing, but of anything. And, and, um, and now she's an incredible interviewer and she interviews amazing people. And, um, and she was like, and I was like, yeah, but look back to your first podcast, right? She's like, oh my gosh, no, I will never listen to my first podcast. It's the worst ever. I'm so embarrassed. I sounded horrible. And look at anybody's work, right? Like look at anybody's work. Anyone's like, even like someone's first business, how many businesses have failed terribly Mm -hmm. and yet they started another one or another one. And then that's when they figured it out. So I feel like this whole idea of edit, uh, write drunk, edit sober has to do with everything that we do in life, like you just have to like go for it and know that it's about the process and know that the only way to get good at something is to fail and be bad at it in the beginning. And if we allow ourselves the permission to do that, only then are we going to be able to like truly get to where we see. Yeah. I wonder if it's, uh, I like that you said that it's, it's with, with everything. It's learning to, to, to say yes to things that scare us, even though we want to do it. Yes. And being able to do that and, um, and go with it. No, I think that's totally, I think that's totally true. I, like if you go, if you enter the world or if I enter the world with sort of a, a spirit of um, exploration, uncovering things, I was talking to a, a friend this morning about, uh, about painting and she had had a, She'd had kind of a, a, a side hustle in, in college, making jewelry and doing these types of things. And I asked her, well, um, you know, do you want to make money doing this stuff? She said, no, I don't, I don't ever want to make money doing that type of stuff. But then I talked to another friend two days ago who said the exact same thing a month and a half ago where he's like, no, no, I just do it because I like it. I just do it because I love it or whatever. And then slowly, a little bit at a time, because there was no expectation. He yeah. was just, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because I like it. I want to make sure I do it good. And you, there are writers, um, there are creative people. I think even small business owners, entrepreneurs, will even tell you that their favorite idea 
the one that they loved the most, the one that they thought would just knock everybody's socks off. You know, it's like the, the idea that's just before it's time, you know, they still know even that first idea, they might be embarrassed by it because it didn't work or that first novel or that second novel, whatever it is. They're like, no, that's the one that's brilliant. Like to me, that's the one, but the public and other people are like, nah, I don't need yeah. it. And then they write another book or they write another story or they write another song. And then that ends up being the one that everybody loves. And they're like, oh, that's trite, bubblegum bullshit. Like, I wish nobody listened to that, right? And it becomes <laughs> the famous one that they have to play in concert everywhere they go. Oh, my gosh. Um, and do that so again and funny. again and again. Because you just don't know. You have to practice yes. and get it out. And it, it, you, I know now I have lots of, I lots love of questions. I love that for so many reasons, especially the fact that you just put it out there and, di- and did it. And you went live. And when you go live, you can't overthink it. You just have to do it. So how did you decide to, mm-hmm. to go live? Oh, this, this is really funny. So I'm a huge introvert, which probably doesn't seem like I am, but I am. I'm like very much my birthday is tomorrow. And I'm like, I want to read and do nothing else. And my husband does not <laughs> understand it. He's like, don't you want to invite your best friends? I'm like, nah. I'm good. I just want to like read. <laughs> He's like, don't you want to go do something? No, I just, I just want to be alone. Do you not understand? <laughs> anyway. So the the morning that I went live, he, or that I decided to do this, he turned to me, we're laying in bed and he rolls over and he said, how are you going to talk? Like what? He didn't even understand like how, because I'm so, I'm just, I'm very reserved. I'm very quiet normally. And so he was like, how are you going to do this? He couldn't even understand how. And I was like, I don't know, (laughs) but I, how how are you going to talk? Yes, He really was like, this does not. And then even when I started a podcast, he was like, do you even have that much to say? And he knows me better than anybody. And I didn't, I don't take offense to that because I understand where he's coming from with it. But so it's just, but it really has unlocked this side of me that I think was just like, waiting to get out. It was just like in there. And it was like, I have so much to share with the world creativity. I don't know. It just, it has just exploded. And I love going live. I love it. Kate, I know you do too. I've seen your videos. I've seen what you do. Like (laughs) going live is the best. It's the most fun. And, and I think part of the reason why it's so fun is because when you go live, it's out there and then you're done. And then you just don't, you can't really think about it anymore. When you record videos, you, the, the perfectionism and the overthink and the overwhelm that all that is just so consuming and it's harder to put it out. I feel like it's easier to just go live. People get that you're live. You might make mistakes, but if you're recording, you can't do that. So, but that's amazing. I love that you did that. You thought of this idea super quick and you just, I mean, that's like the whole, that is like the epitome of this show of your show. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's a really a message that it's like my biggest challenge. I feel like is my message. You know, they say your message, your message. Yeah. I've heard that phrase yep. before. And I feel like that's true of me, fear of judgment and perfectionism mm-hmm. for any creative, I think are huge challenges, major challenge for me. But if you just, just do it, it's like, Oh, okay. It's fine now. Like once you do it, but that we just stay in this like in between land of holding ourselves back. And it's like, if you can just get, get past those butterflies that are holding you where you're at, then yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want to. So do you, you spend 
uh, 10 minutes talking about something and then you do whatever the exercise is. Do you do that? And you do that live as well. Everybody watches you do the exercise. No, it's issued to fourth to the group and everybody does <coughs> right. it. Do it in everybody your own does time. It. And then you come back again after that? Not anymore. That was how it started. We started okay. with the 5 p.m., but I quickly realized yeah. that going live twice a day is a lot for me and it's a lot to expect of anybody. <laughs> like, you know, even expecting people to tune in every single day for 10 minutes yeah. is unreasonable. It's just basically there to, to be there. You know, it's I like love, a no, little moment it. of creative joy in your morning. If you, if you want to participate, do. If you want to listen in, um, it, it's just a nice little chat that we have every morning. Love yeah. That. I love that. I, the reason I ask is because I've, I've noticed there's some workshops that, that I've worked on where I've tried to get things uh, self-contained so that people start and finish at the same time instead of like, I was a creative writing major. So I did all of the workshops and people would read your stuff and then go home and they'd rip it to pieces and then come back and talk about how brilliant they are and why your stuff is bad in very passive aggressive ways. <laughs> and, uh, and so like that self-contained, I'm really impressed that you like started with that as you're figuring things out and had it kind of be uh, start and finish at the same time. That's really interesting. That's really fascinating. There's yeah. so much good in critique. We need to be critiqued. Mm -hmm. We need to be pushed. And as creatives, we have a natural ability to judge. It's what makes us good right? You're a good creative writer. You're a good designer. You're a good interviewer. If you understand what makes it good or bad, if you've got that judgment ability, but it, when we turn it around on ourselves, we really stop ourselves from doing so many things that we could put out into the world. Like we have these gifts, man, like unlock them. That's <laughs> I feel totally... like something was unlocked in me and I just want to like, <laughs> you just ran with it. No, I, 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 for some reason doing creative work, and this is for a lot of craves and people I talk to, they're not bad. Like they accept criticism in the creative life. Things like. I just love listening to interviews with comedians because I find them so interesting, probably because I, they talk so much about their process. And I think it is scientific. A couple things that I, that I notice, They write constantly right? Like the best comedians are constantly writing. They constantly have notebooks. They're jotting down ideas. They are never without a pen and paper. Like that's the first thing. And then when they go up on stage and they share, they sometimes they'll, I know that sometimes they'll be, they'll record themselves so they can like watch it over and over so that they can hear the audience, they, they know very specifically like which jokes landed, which jokes didn't. I think especially when they're leading up to a special, they are very conscious of making sure they know what works and what doesn't. And then mm -hmm. what's interesting is they will they will say it's such a matter of timing and it may just be a word. They remove one word or they add one pause before they say the next line. And that's what I find so interesting. And that's the same thing with writing. You and I talk about this a lot, especially getting into more poetry. I'm like, oh my gosh, getting rid of words makes it so powerful. I, I even when I, as I'm writing the book, um, 
I'm like, Ooh, there's so much to get rid of. And when you get rid of you're strengthening it. And so I recognize that in other writing that I see. And actually it was really funny because my last poem I had to redo. I like edited, edited, edited it. And then, um, the Tariq who I was doing the workshop with, he, I was reading it. And as I'm reading, I'm like, this doesn't sound right. He's like, Kate, you took out too much. You took out, <laughs> you took out too much. I'm like, Ooh, you know, I know you're right. Um, so I think, but, but it was so helpful to me. It was so helpful because then I learned that. So I think when you're talking about like scientifically, I mean, look, I, I don't have, you know, a huge, social media following or anything like that. So my content, I'm very thoughtful in my content of what I'm going to share because I want it to be helpful and relevant. And so I, I don't just post things for the sake of posting them. In fact, I was, um, when I was in Oregon, I met this girl and she's like in love with TikTok. So she was like showing me some of like the TikTok things that she does. And I'm like, just can't, can't get into the whole pointing and like, you know, lip syncing to other people's content. Like it's fun and funny. And I totally can sometimes watch those videos, but like, that's not what I create. So for me, I think it's so much more about figuring out like every time I post a reel or an article or even the, the, the poetry I'm working on or any of that stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what resonates with someone and what doesn't, what, how can I say things more succinctly, more powerfully so that it actually means something to someone. And then I learn how to do that again with a different topic, you know? So that's, that's what I'm always thinking about. I'm always just, I just want to get better. And so it's funny that we're talking about this because I have been thinking a lot about making myself post a blog every day, you know, like Seth Godin talks about it. He, he thinks everyone should write a blog post every day, even if it's just to remind yourself of the things that you learned that day. And I journal a lot. So I'm, I journal a lot about the things that I learn, but it's, I am reminded, especially when like I do an IG live or something, I'm reminded about how much people like hearing content that to me seems oversaturated. It seems like how many times can you talk about overthink, overwhelm, setting your goals, all of those things, but then you, you, you create content around it and people really appreciate it and enjoy it. So I feel like where's that balance, right? Like I want to create something that's very unique and very different and very interesting, but at the same time, it resonates with people. And so can you have those two things and but what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I, your content, I find it to be so different. Y your writing is very different. It, I, I think it makes people think in a different way. It's not the typical stuff that you would read, but I'm curious how, like when you're writing, like when you wrote that today, like what's your process in, in creating and, and putting things out to get feedback? You know, the, the, the big thing with, with writing for me, if I'm going to write something and then I'm going to share it at large and it's long form, well, even short form stuff, um, that's only a few sentences. I, I don't know if it's curmudgeon 
grumpy old person kicking in, but I kind of like the challenge of getting somebody to read. Mm. So I'm like, my hope is that somebody starts reading it and then they finish it and they don't think, oh, I just read 2,200 characters. Like my hope is they start reading it and then they finish it and they're like, whoa, that was like, that was quick or I didn't feel like I was reading or whatever went with it or that they get part way in and they see like there was a phrase that I see I love, but probably makes no sense. It's probably like, is it Tariq? Is that his name? Yeah. The, yeah. That he would read and go, you, you, Sean, you took out too much. Uh, <laughs> when I was trying to describe the sky um, near this big like cathedral type place in my hometown. And, and, and it's, it's hard to describe because the, like when you think of a cathedral, or you think of a temple or you think of something like that, it's usually like in an old European city or something like that. But this is like a farm community and this thing rises up in the middle of this farm community. Mm. And so I think I called it like blue farm sky or farm blue sky or something like that. And I write it and I think like, oh, I'm a genius. And so I'm hoping that somebody gets to that line <laughs> and then they see it and go, oh, he's a genius. Like that's exactly what it is um, and putting that together. So I use it a lot of times as this opportunity for myself. I feel like I'm making almost like tribal connections or I'm a, uh, it's the same with poetry uh, or the poetry itself, not my commentary on it, not the way I talk about it, even with my writing, not me discussing it or telling people about it or explaining the process, but that when people read it or listen to me, that could also not be poetry. That could be doing uh, like doing videos or, or being in front of a group of people that they lose track of the thing that they're doing. They just consume it. Like they're, it, it's like, it's like TikTok, but you're not like scrolling through continually over and over and over again. Like you just lose track of time. So I've been listening to this guy for, you know, 30 minutes, but it feels like I've been listening to him for five minutes. If I can pull that off, that's the coolest thing in the world. Same thing with beating something that took five minutes to read. It felt like it took 35 seconds. And that's the, that's the thing that I'm always, always after um, to kind of provide it's like I want to be a gateway drug to harder things. Mm. Like it's like I want to be your Shakespeare gateway drug. Like, <laughs> like move move from me to like to like J.K. Rowling to you know I don't know like Lord of the Rings to Othello. Like if you could do that, only because it's something I really 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 believe in and how it transforms people's lives. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes people more creative and gives them a, a way to look at the world differently. That creates happiness in their life and the way that they look at the world differently not just to look at the world differently um what is that 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 quote from dead poet society society like we don't read and write poetry because it's cute you know it's it's because of the the human experience and that's what we're that's what we're um, that's what we're pulling in so i try to do that with and i try to do that with my photos too well i'll post a photo you were making fun of me you said like Sean, you're never in between when you post. Oh yeah, you're Sean like, either like, posts like a photo with no, no, no comment, no nothing, or like this, you know, novel. I'm like, and then the ones that he doesn't post anything, I'm like, well, give me some context. What are you doing? What are you thinking? What is in this? And you're just like, nope, it's just me with a butterfly, and like it's so, it's, it's just, always like it's so just, random. It's just, it's just me with a. <laughs> butterfly because it's always like so random he's like he's like not smiling he's trying to look all serious like i'm changing the world and like but like <laughs> no but like no 
description. <laughs> Nothing's there. Well, and so I think I, and maybe this is, we're the same as everybody else where we're, um, we're figuring out what works. We're figuring out who the audience is. I mean, you do that even with your personal, I mean, it's your friends and family, but come on, like you've got, you have 1,500, 2,000 people that are following you or that you're friends with or whatever, or even more. It could be 5,000. And only a small percentage of them are the ones that look at everything that you do or are really interested in what you're doing and keep coming back to it. And it's an audience that you've got and that you're building. Because Kate and I have been talking about that with with this show, with Create For No Reason. Like, like what's not necessarily just what's next, but... Um, we know that it. We we know that the show and the concepts and the things that we're talking about right now resonate with other people, especially other creators or people that people who want to create and aren't creating. Um, so, what do we do? What do we say? What language do we use? Um, and play with and experiment with in order to uh, in order to not only attract them, sort of like in a in a tribal way, um, but also build that community of people and pull those things together um yeah came up with something though well you came up we did oh yeah we did come up with i feel like well you came yeah 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 yeah. we only come up with something because we do it together yeah it was it was it it was a sesh brainstorm it was it was a sesh it was a sesh (laughs) what did uh what did we come up with well i forget now it was uh uh um (laughs) Oh, because I took away the word. Well, it started with, so it started with, um, it started with what's, what's like two or three words that we could say to describe the pot, to describe the show. To describe the person who listens to the show. 